Money and time are very important when it comes to ingestion. Money in terms of sourcing the food products and time in terms of preparing and eating them. Is this worth talking about? We'll find out today on Fruitful Ingestion, a podcast. Hello, change bringers. The way the worldwide nutrient distribution system and the education system is set up has caused the majority of people in the world to not be able to figure out the sustainable and correct way to source, cook, and ingest food. If the education system is not going to do it, then we will educate ourselves with the correct way to ingest food. You and I both know that eating and drinking in a sustainable and healthy manner will not only affect our lives, but also our circle, community, and ultimately, the ever-suffering environment. The future of the education system is now. Join us on the journey to a brighter future with your host, Sianush Rahmani, where he will bring together the experts on the fields of nutrition, eating disorders, limitations that come with food, cooking and storing food, sustainable food produce, garbage control, and so much more. Also, by giving a voice to the voiceless and distributing actionable knowledge, strategies, and ways for people to invest in themselves through this podcast, we will achieve a brighter future for ourselves and for the world. We are the change bringers, and we will do what's necessary to bring about a brighter future. Hello, everybody. So excited to be back on episode number four. Today, we're going to talk about... Uh, money and time it's two extremely very important subjects and uh, not just with ingestion but just with everything in our life those two things are very are um, important especially time there's a common false belief external false belief that goes by you know the fact that sourcing and cooking nutritious foods at home uh, takes too long for preparing them cooking them and you know and that's true it does take too long and for some people that time is uh, limited that's a problem and there's another one which um to eat the good stuff it is expensive which is which is also true but um not necessarily the case that uh, we want um, through this podcast and through this movement to be more healthy human beings which i will um discuss further when we talk in this episode so the story i want to tell you guys about today was um is about a time that i was around 15 16 years old even younger i guess like 14 and uh, me and my friend saeed <laughs> we used to sneak out of the house around 3 a.m in the morning and we would uh, walk to the nearby supermarket in our uh, to our house and we would you know, buy snacks and go sit around and, you know, talk and eat them. And it would be, that was our thing. We really enjoyed doing that. The whole excitement of, you know, sneaking out of the house and uh, buying snacks and all that. Anyway, what I wanted, to, what used to happen was that, um, so we used to go like once or twice a week. And sometimes we had plenty of money that we have saved from earlier. And sometimes we didn't have, we, we didn't have any, not any, but we had little money to go. For, to, bu- to buy snacks and every time we didn't have money we um we wanted to buy many things we were, oh, I, I wish i could buy that i wish we could buy this and when we did buy the little stuff that we could afford we would enjoy it more now that i look back than when we and then when we used to have a lot of money and go sneak out and go to buy snacks we didn't know what to buy and we would end up not enjoying our, uh, you know, our snack 
as much as we did when we didn't have money, which is funny the way, funny how that works. And this is kind of related to what we're talking about today. That's why I decided to tell you guys this story. It was pretty fun. Anyway, so the tactic we must use to, you know, to be better with our time and with our money when it comes to ingestion is we must have some ninja tricks <laughs> up our sleeves to be able to be able to make it happen both for money and and time if those things are, are a limit for anybody who's listening here and uh, i'm sure those things are a limit for everybody especially with time because time is you know you don't get time back so for um i'm gonna list as usual i'm gonna give you guys a framework I'm going to list a few things that uh, I have uh, made up, I have written here in the bullet points. First, we're going to start with time, okay? And uh, there's so many ways to save time and, you know, put as much as three hours a week just for ingestion, okay? So one thing we could do, for example, is to um, order our food produce uh, virtually, from a supermarket application now that's that's become a thing especially with the pandemic that happened that's a thing people order their groceries online and that saves lots of time and of course once you have a clear um you know exactly what you're going to buy every week you won't have to go to the supermarket and walk around for two hours uh to, to you know figure out what you need and stuff so when you know exactly what you want you go in you get it and come back which even saves more time if you do it all virtually now, um, another thing I want to talk about is preparing, uh, is prepping weekly for the entire week. Uh, that will save a lot of time, I think. So one day you assign one day a week. I really, I, uh, I recommend um, doing on the weekend because that's what I used to do. You s you put one day for prepping for the whole week, and uh, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You could make uh, stews. Uh, you could make uh, some kind, you know, all kind of curries, uh, stews, soups. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some foods, you know, there's nothing wrong with warming up your food. Some people think that the quality of the food comes down when you warm it up. But when you, I mean, when you put it in the fridge or you freeze it, then you warm it back up. That is absolutely not true. Especially, actually, some um, some dishes, some meals, they, uh, they taste even better when they marinate over time. Like ratatouille, like beef stew. These things, if if you put them in the fridge for a day before even you eat them, the next day when you warm it up, it's going to taste even more, um, you know, it's, it's going to be even more flavorful. And, you know, um, freezing batches of your, um, of your tomato sauce or your bolognese sauce or your soup or your stew and warming, warming them up later is totally fine. It's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The quality of the food does not come down and that's a false belief that it actually does and actually i really recommend that especially if you if you're limited with time i, I recommend that you freeze your food in batches uh, i mean first you don't have to freeze them there are some laws that i mean these are, these are the things i'm working on to you know give give to you guys as a, as a proper detailed framework to do exactly these things um to you know to because for when you cook a stew for example for the first three to four days um you can keep it in the fridge it will be fine, uh, but the law of you know restaurants, um, the government laws, at least in my country, um, they don't they don't they shouldn't keep something in the fridge for more than three days. But I mean, at home we do 
more than that and that's fine but if it goes over three days freezing it freezing it in batches and warming it up as you go throughout the week is totally fine however i am in 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 uh, favor of uh, good tasting food and some things need to be uh, cooked fresh um, and those things are mostly f uh, what i call flavor carriers or carbs they need to be cooked fresh for example rice you know toast potatoes I mean, seriously, rice doesn't take more than 20 minutes to cook. You can literally put it together and, and, and you don't have to stand there for 20 minutes. You just, um, the whole process takes 20 minutes. You probably need to do five minutes of work and then you forget about it. Um, you know, toasting bread literally takes two minutes or a minute. And uh, baking potatoes or veggies doesn't really require that much time as well. All you do is you prep them. You cut them, oil them, and season them, and you keep them until the time you need to put it in the in the, in the oven. And you keep it in the oven for 30, 40 minutes. Um, during that time, you can do whatever else. You forget about them, and you, then you, and you remove them when they're ready. You don't need to stand there and keep cooking, you know, because I understand that some people are tired. They come from work. They don't want to do that much work. But, I mean, it is just something you put together. It wouldn't take that much time. Another thing I recommend is get some help. I mean, if you're alone, if you're alone, which I used to be, these ninja tricks will work fantastically, and you can, you will be able to pull it off, even if you have like three hours to yourself when you come back home after work. And I mean, let's not forget that the joy of cooking and the joy of taste, like we talked about before, is very good. It's, I mean, um, it actually can be a hobby. It's all about the mindset and the identity shift that you need to have. Um, cooking is good I mean you're feeding yourself you're, you're nourishing your body I mean what else tops that now if you have a roommate a son a spouse a daughter um, get them to do some of the prep work for you like for example get the rice ready or do some of the chopping while you're prepping for the week um, you know or, or putting the potatoes in the oven by the time you get home that will probably save you half the time that you would otherwise had to do yourself I mean, cooking with family and doing all those things is, is just fantastic. It's just, it feels good to, you know, to contribute and to feed to when you, when you're feeding the family, everybody helps out. That's what, what there's nothing more beautiful than that, I believe. And in conclusion, I mean, uh, time spent for diets, for your diet and for your ingestion is time well spent. Let's be honest here. I mean, if, if you consider scrolling on IG, on, on Instagram, or watching funny videos is time well spent when you come back home and you want to chill, then, I mean, this podcast is probably not for you. When, you. when you're feeding your body and when you're ingesting good food and when you're cooking for yourself and when you're taking this kind of, it's kind of like self-care, just like taking a shower or just like meditating. This is things you need to do for your body. How, I don't understand how people say, I don't have time for it. No, you, it's, people have time. It's just they don't make time. That's the issue here. You don't understand that cooking and eating is a very pleasurable thing. It can be a very pleasurable thing. And I get it. People are tired, especially when they come home after they've been yelled at uh, by their boss or, or somebody or in, in the big bad world. But to feed yourself and your loved ones, that's a joy. And it's a stress reliever if you shift your mindset towards that. And this is absolutely true if you think about it. Now, in terms of money, money is a little bit tricky. There are some false beliefs around it, which I'm going to explain to you. Uh, first of all, meat. The most expensive food produced generally 
are meat products um, for the average human. I'm not talking about there. There are things like truffles and and caviar. I mean, meat isn't that good to eat in the first place. Meat is full of hormones, and uh, it it does have some things that many things that we need for our nourishment. But you can get those things elsewhere, uh, which I will explain later on. Uh, but you know, to eat meat is more of a eat to live ideology rather than eat to live. I mean, sorry, uh, live to eat ideology rather than eat to live. Now, I'm not saying don't eat meat. No, I, I get that meat is the ultimate luxury and indul- indulgence. I'm just saying that don't worry if you can't afford it. It's you're better off not eating it anyway. Uh, it's, I think it should be kept for special occasions. And I would even tell the people who are listening who are wealthy the same thing to you know keep meats for uh, um for special occasions because meat is just is not healthy and you can do all your research you want this is actually very very much true now dairy um you know dairy is considered healthy like a glass of milk is considered healthy by some people but that is so far from the truth in reality milk is milk and um and dairy is junk food um, I mean, the calcium that it gives us uh, can be taken in many different forms without all the hormones that you find in animal milk. Um, and I mean, think about it. A cow that gives milk, that milk is meant for the cow to drink so they can grow from a baby cow to a, and grow larger. And that, what does that uh, liquid have to do anything in, in our body? That doesn't make sense, right? And I think dairy, you know, it's nice. I mean, some cheeses are very delicious. and But I think they should also be kept for uh, special occasions. Instead of milk, people can use, uh, you know, milk that are that are used from beans, like soy milk or uh, or from from cereals like uh, like almond milk, um, hazelnut milk. These are these are very um, it will help balance your body. And it will, it's just, they're delicious. You could do so many things with them. Like coconut milk is fatty and nice with your coffee. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it all goes back to balancing that eat to live or live to eat ideology. So you might be asking, if if these, if we avoid these things and what does it have to do with money? You see, the gems of the human diet are beans, cereals, fruits and vegetables. Okay. Beans are, for example... Uh, mung beans, kidney beans, chickpeas, um, mm, peas, um, or, or black beans, mung beans, soybeans. These are these are these are the gem of for human diet. Um, they are a little hard to digest because humans started eating them not so um, not so long ago. Uh, but cooked properly, those things are very nutritious and very 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 good for you. Now cereals are. Things like seeds, like uh, barley, um, wheat, um, sunflower seeds. Those things are also extremely good for the body. And, uh, you know, there's so many ways to prepare them, so many ways to cook them. Um, and, I mean, it, it, them being it, eaten raw is just, the, is just the best way to do it because, you know, cooking and heating food kills vitamins, I mean, um, destroys vitamins. And I mean, I'm not gonna go into fruits and vegetables. Everybody already knows that those things are what we are we were meant to eat. Now, the ninja tricks that you could do um, to you know save money um, is first of all to find a good source, like a local local farmers market. 
um, first of all, when you do local farmers market, you you support your local community, you enjoy seasonal produce. You know, um, buying wholesale is another thing. Now, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with freezing um, foods, except for some vegetables and leaves. If you freeze them, they lose their integrity. But um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. When you, when you buy from a local farmer's market, you're going to get it much cheaper. When you buy it wholesale, you're going to get it even more cheaper. And uh, that's just amazing. And, I mean, imagine buying dry foods like uh, beans and cereals by the kilo will save you a lot of money on the long term. It's just a reality. The way that we used to do it at the restaurant is that when you have a deal with a food... Um, with a with a supplier that supplies you food, you make a deal with them that you will, you know, order, you will make orders in advance that they will bring for you and uh, you, would, you would only receive um, the produce as you can keep them so they don't go bad and, uh, and you know, you would get unbreakable prices. And, you know, to avoid, if you avoid um, shopping from the uh, mass supermarkets, the big supermarkets, um, that's the best way to go, to avoid those and to go from, you know, the, the, the source of where the food produce are found and buying wholesale. There's an, another trick we can do is reusing. This is something that not that many people do, but this is going to be more talked about more in our sustainability uh, subjects. Um, I mean, a home garden, uh, <laughs> that's just... Uh, that. That says it all. A home garden. I mean, when you eat, uh, when you buy spring onions, for example, you just save the, an inch at uh, from the ends, and you know you put them into dirt, and they will grow to be spring onions for for in, in a couple of months for you to use again. So there you go. You have you have free food. Or you could use an, you could chop up a chop up an uh, chop up an onion, keep the root, you know, and put it in your garden, and it will grow. Um, and then, or for example. When you eat a cucumber, you remove the seeds, and you can plant the seeds. You could do all kinds. You could, when you eat have avocados, you could, uh, you could plant the avocado seeds. Um, the, the, <laughs> there's, it's limitless what you can do with the with the foods that you already buy, and you, you know, you create a garden. You make a garden that you that you can grow your own food, which I think everybody needs to be doing right now, so we can, you know, sustain ourselves and to save money and to be more sustainable. Another thing we could do is to grow bean sprouts. Mung bean sprouts, lentil sprouts, chickpea sprouts. These are so delicious, so nutritious. People, nobody does this. In, in, in my country, in Iran, we do this all the time. In China, they do this all the time. They grow uh, bean sprouts and they eat it and they're extremely nutritious. Or, you know, you could have a basil plant that you pick from and then it keeps growing. And I know what you're thinking. You say, Sianush, I am living in a small apartment. How am I going to have a garden? I mean, <laughs> all you need is two, three buckets, some dirt, and some plant, supple- food, plant food supplements, which are extremely cheap. And uh, on, in the long term, it's definitely worth it because the amount of money that you save. I don't understand why nobody would do this. I used to grow watermelons myself. And growing is, is difficult, I, let me tell you. It's not easy, but it's not rocket science. You could do it all you want, and if you are trying, if you need to save money, if you're having financial problems, these are the things that you must be doing. And even if you're not wealthy, I mean, I mean, sorry, even if you are wealthy, don't have problems financially, you, sh- you should still be doing this because to be more sustainable and to, you know, to uh, to just sustain yourself and to be 
to be a better rounded human being. Another thing is waste control. This is very big when in, in the restaurant business, waste control is very important and it goes the same as in our house. Because uh, you see, for, for example, when I'm cutting up onions and when I'm cutting up uh, my vegetables and uh, there is some wastage, like the ends or the skins of the carrots, skin of the potatoes, these things, everybody just throws them out. In, in reality, we need to do, and what I do always, is that I keep them in a large plastic bag in the freezer. And once the plastic bag is full, um, I put all the scraps, after I wash them, of course, into a pot of uh, water, and I boil it for an hour or two, and it, it gives me stock. And that's just the most nutritious, most delicious stock, and it, is, it tastes different every time depending on what scraps you have from your vegetables. Same with bones. When you when you have a chicken, when you have a you know you eat a whole chicken and you have the bones, don't throw those away. You could uh, you could you know roast them and put them into some water and create broth, and that would be just the best chicken broth ever. And this is uh, that's something I should definitely do. And portion control. Portion control is also extremely important, not only for our health but also to save. If everybody has their own plate during dinner and, you know, some people, someone eats half, someone doesn't eat anything and that food is touched by a, by, a, by a spoon or by somebody, then, you know, one feels like they have to throw it away. But if they have a large dish in the middle, which everyone can take for them food for themselves exactly how much they want to eat, then, you know, we'll not have any uh, wastage of food and everybody will... Everybody will, first of all, everybody will eat as much as they need and uh, all the food that's left can be used, you know, can be stored for, for later to use and you, you know, you don't have to cook again, for example. So, leftover, so leftovers and waste control is extremely important when it comes to saving money. And in conclusion, just like I said about time, money spent for ingestion and food is money well spent. I mean, think about it. What else would we want to spend our money on other than what goes into our body? Isn't that the most important thing? What what we ingest? The nutrients that we put in our body? Isn't that what we live for or we should be living for? Realistically, if you think that materialist, materialistic things like designer clothes are more important or, or is money well better spent than what you put in your stomach, is definitely this podcast is not for you. And I mean, my mother used to say that uh, if you're going to skimp, and if you're going to be, you know, uh, if you're not, if you don't want to spend money on uh, clothes or, uh, you know, your 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 wants, don't ever skimp on your stomach. Spend for your stomach because that's money well spent. And this is what I the advice that I want to give to you. And, you know, if you think about it, higher obesity rates, cancer, kidney diseases or death rates related to uh, bad diet and bad nutrition are not directly correlated with lack of money or time but it's mostly correlated to the to the eating habits of that person that he has had that problem um, that's related to nutrition we all have that one family friend or family member or friend that is very healthy and is healthy like a horse just go and take a look at their eating habits and uh, it will be very clear for you why they are you know that healthy now, this episode is taking much longer than I was expecting it to. Um, we reached the end of episode number four. And as always, I have a gift for you guys. And this is just, uh, it gets me really excited that I can give back. Um, so I have two things for you today, two links. One is a food nutrient calculator is the one I use all the time. 
Um, so you go in there and you put in, for example, the fruit produce like almonds, uh, chicken, beef, lettuce, you, you name it. You put it in there and it will calculate um, how many calories and uh, not only calories, but all the food, all the nutrients, minerals, vitamins that it has, it will give you everything. You can set the weight of the food produce that you want to put in there or if you could even make recipes inside and see how if the recipe that you're making what nutrients that recipe is going to have another one is the calorie um, portion and macro calculator so um, you know it will you open up it's like an application you open the link and uh, there will be some question you'll be asked some questions about your body weight your height and all that and this will tell you exactly what you need to eat and how much calories you need to eat and you know exactly what you need and the portions that you need to be you need to eat and it will give you an idea of where you need to stir your your uh, eating habits towards but later on when we do get uh when i do create the more detailed frameworks for you guys there will be also some uh tests that doctors um so like blood tests and other tests that doctors uh, perform that will tell you exactly which vitamins you're lacking and what you need most so you can adjust accordingly Thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been a great pleasure for me to talk to you about this. And uh, till next time, take care and be healthy. Now that we have reached the end of this episode, I would like to thank you for tuning in and listening to your show, Fruitful Ingestion, a podcast. The fact that you're hearing this right now means that you share our vision of a brighter future and that officially makes you a change bringer. As a member of the Changebringers community to fulfill our mission on improving ourselves and the world, I invite you to share this podcast to whoever you think will benefit from it one way or another. And by doing so, you have gifted the world with helping it get one step closer to being a world worth passing on to the next generation. Let's not forget, your feedback is extremely important for our journey to be successful. This podcast, this journey is for the people and it's all about the people. So I invite you to write us a message to the email address that we've mentioned in the description or the comment section of the platform that you're listening from. And tell us the things that you were struggling with regarding nutrition, cooking and everything else that we discuss on this show. Also, make sure to tell us your expectations, what sort of value you want to receive, who you think we should bring onto this show as a guest and things that you think we can improve upon. And I promise we will do just that. Catch you on the next episode. Goodbye, change bringers.